welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Ride or Die Episode 7, The White Stripes. Hello and welcome to I Caught It on Audio, a 64 Tacos podcast. Today we're going to continue our Ride or Die series and we're going to be talking about the band The White Stripes. Um, one thing we kind of wanted to address out of the gate was uh, we kind of thought it'd be a good idea rather than harping on it the whole episode, just kind of talk about Meg White's drumming. And it's a little fortuitous that some troll on the internet uh, just kind of threw Meg under the bus even and um, there was a ton of backlash over it. I'm not going to read the original tweet or even acknowledge who it was because he's kind of just a dick. Um, but I kind of wanted to read uh, Questlove's response to it. And that was, I try to leave troll views alone, but this right here is out of line AF. Actually, what is wrong with music uh, is people choking the life out of music like an Instagram filter, trying to reach a high of music perfection that doesn't even serve the song or music. Um, and that's that's kind of exactly where I am with the whole Meg White thing. No, she's not John Bonham. Uh, she's not Neil Peart. But she's Meg White, and she's exactly what the White Stripes needed for their drummer. Um, she's a perfect complement to Jack White's uh, kind of eccentric vocals and off the wall guitars and I think I think she's perfect for the band. Do you guys have any any additional thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I've well, on various podcasts if if we have actual listeners out there, um we've you know, we've kind of ragged on her quite a bit and um and it's always seems like the thing to do or more or less, but after really pondering it and thinking about it uh, I think you're you're right. Like she's she's right for this type of music and for this style. And I think part of my criticism was was also um, Jack White's insistence on sort of like using old tech and and uh, <laughs> yeah. like ancient modern or ancient recording technologies and kind of ignoring and and um, shunning the modern recording technologies. Uh, and so what happens is that like they're, you know, because of that, they, they would record a, like a specific, you know, in a lot of ways, the, the studio recordings are essentially live recordings. And so they capture like the, the essence of the live performance rather than like being nitpicky and going in there and trying to perfect things. And, um, and while I was annoyed with that, when it, when it originally was I was exposed to it, I've come to actually like kind of like it because I, I like that sort of raw energy a bit better than some of these really overproduced, really extremely stylized recordings that you don't even really want to listen to multiple times for a lot of the pop music. Uh, what's your take, Dan? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm roughly in the same ballpark. I, some, there are, there's some times where the the drumming is clearly out of time and that does that always kind of mildly annoyed me you know because um you know it just it's just jarring to to my ear um and you know th those are things i also got used to like there's definitely some out of time moments in ball and biscuit which is my favorite white stripe song <laughs> yeah like there are and and that's okay and if you're going to complain about Meg White not being a great drummer, all you'd have to do to 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 make her sort of a, a sort of legendary kind of drummer is give her more takes to 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 get it right because they they, right. they record their their albums in a matter of you know like a, several songs a day typically. So I mean, if you're going to complain about that, well, feel free to complain about the occasional voice crack or missed fret that Jack White has because they're they're in there Absolutely. too. But, you know, people don't complain about that nearly as much. Um, I'm sure if she was given enough time, she could play the exact same drum beats not, and not be out of time. But who really cares in the end? It's really effective. The way the way she drums is really effective. You wouldn't want Neil Peart drumming with Jack White playing oh, guitar no. anyway. Like it, oh, it's, no. it, 
you know, we, we, we've sort of like joked about how she's not a great drummer and she's not a great technical drummer. That's true. But yeah. the sound is awesome. Uh, she really like she really is able to sort of get that impact out of the drums. They don't sound they sound alive. They don't sound sort of deadened and, and perfected, all that stuff. I think that's I, I think it works great. I mean, yes. Part of me is like, could you guys have taken an extra two days and maybe getting slightly better takes on all the stuff? But in the end, like you said, I would rather have you err towards it feels alive and played than err yeah. towards dead perfection and correction. And if if you heard any of these recordings in a club listening to the band or in an arena live, you wouldn't even care. It, it wouldn't no, be a problem. You know, you, yeah. you're just nitpicking something that was is inherently going to be you know, flawed, if you want to call it flawed, because of how quickly it's recorded. So I, I don't, I think, yes, you can maybe note occasionally, well, the drums aren't perfect on that, or well, miss that fret or whatever. That That's that's fine if you want to do it, but to be like, oh gosh, if only there was a different drummer, the band would be great. Ah, fuck you. That's, that's, that's <laughs> shitty, you know? Yeah. No, the, the white stripes are going into the rock and roll, roll hall of fame and it is, uh, and Meg White is definitely deserving of her seat there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Her, her role in uh, in the creation of the music of White Stripes. So, on to the albums. So, our first album is the White Stripes, right? Yep. Yes. Nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. So, quick quick question before we get into the nuts and bolts of it: When did you guys first experience the White Stripes? Roughly? Um. When did you Jeez. first find out about I, them? I can tell you, it was the uh, video for "Fell in Love with a Girl." Okay. That was the first time I heard them. For me, it would have been when they did a little residency on Conan. They they played for like every uh, like a whole week's worth of shows. Um, and I have no idea when that was or what songs they did. Um, I suppose I could look that up, but that would be when I first heard of them, and then I don't know that I noticed them again until many, many years later. Uh, so I couldn't tell you exactly, but I, I did not have very much knowledge of the white stripes coming into this. Okay. How about yeah, you, Zach? I was, I was trying to think back to uh, when it was, and I, I feel like it had to have been around the fell in love with a girl time period. But honestly, my memories are only really kind of springing up with the um, seven nation army uh, you know, single and, um, music video. Um, so I kind of feel like elephant was, was my, was my introduction, my era. Um, yeah, I would imagine it was elephant. Yeah. It's the first album I bought. There's no doubt about that. Yes. Which one is fell in love with the girl on? That's on, uh, white blood cells, cells. which is right right before before. elephant. Yep. Yeah. One year earlier. Yep. So, okay. The White Stripes, um, I'm pretty sure Jack White produced all of their albums, or was at least a co-producer. Is that right? I believe so. Uh, he's he's at least on you this mean, one, he's... It, you he's mean Rick Rubin then, didn't, didn't do these? <laughs> What's Can you imagine the Rick Rubin version? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I love what Rick Rubin did did for the uh, Chili Peppers, but um, no, that, that, that would not, that's not that necessary would, here. <laughs> That would not serve these songs very well, I don't think. I, I, I think there would just be like lots of blood and and crying and and then everybody would walk away and it would be over. There would be no album. Okay. Anyway, so, sorry, didn't mean to yeah, derail. Put this I put this one on. Um and uh let's see. I think the only I had recognized one more cup of coffee and I fought piranhas. I think those were the only two that I had recognized. And that was probably just because they had come up randomly on, uh, on like a, a, a shuffle that, you know, Google music put together or something. But, um, I absolutely loved the, uh, St. James infirmary cover of the, uh, was it cab Calloway or whatever song? I love this version of it. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of the original cab Calloway version too. So I was really surprised when it was all <laughs> when it was all Jack Whited out because um, it's it's very very different and yet oddly the same at the same time. Yeah, what did you guys what's what are you guys' thoughts on this one? 
Um, Jimmy the Exploder is really the only song that I can remember. I, I, I didn't really spend a lot of, a lot of time with these, these earlier albums, um, and going back through them it, there, there are some, some good moments, um, like the, I fought piranhas and, and, the uh, uh, yeah, St. James infirmary blues, but, um, I just, it, to me, it felt very samey. It just felt like kind of, you know, it's a white stripes album. And if you want some white stripes, put this one on. Um, yeah. but beyond that, nothing was really kind of like, you know, it, it felt very raw and very early, but it was, it was still, you know, interesting and, and good music. I just, it was nothing really kind of like, uh, you know, slapping me across the face, like, Whoa, this is amazing. You know, mm-hmm. how about you, Dan? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely the the rawest and most lo-fi of all their their albums, which is saying something. Um, right. I'm pretty sure it was recorded like on a four track, you know, in in the living room or something. I don't know, but yeah, it might have just um, been on a reel to reel. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where they recorded it, but it it it's really it's really uh, simplistic, and that's not that's not a negative. I think that that's really. Um, it, it's it's really enjoyable. There are a lot of songs, but none of them are very long, so it does end up sounding a bit samey. And there isn't as much variety as you find in later albums. But I couldn't say that I didn't. There's a song on here I didn't like. Um, I just don't feel like there were a bunch of incredible highs, um, at least not compared to um, the later albums. But I will say that I that I enjoyed listening to it. And if you're in, if you're in the in the right mood, it's perfect because it's so it's so just straightforward and the 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 guitar sort of thrashing that that really dirty guitar tone into like um coherence is is i don't know it's kind of impressive um how simple it is but how how well the songs work because not other than the the drumming which we won't spend too much time on obviously but other than the drumming everything's so wild and loose um in in the guitar and, and the vocals but um mm-hmm. I, I actually think uh, the drumming kind of anchors a lot of these songs um the sort of simplicity, which is one of the reasons why Meg White worked great for for this album um, and Absolutely. and the band. So yeah, I liked it. Um, I I had heard it. I listened to it a couple of times over the past twenty years, but I did enjoy sort of sitting with it. And I I couldn't find a song I didn't like. I, I'll, I'll put it that way. I did. I kind of enjoyed the um, the uh, canon the um, the the Sunhouse cover uh, with the John the Revelator, you know, in the middle there. That that was that was kind of fun. Okay. Um, that one jumped out a little bit, but um. But really, it was just um, maybe a bit samey, but enjoyable. I liked them all. It's song ideas, really, is what it comes down to. None of these are really full songs quite yet. Like it's a lot. It reminds me a lot of the uh, Chili Peppers debut album in that it's a bunch of just song ideas that haven't been flushed out yet. I like this um, a lot more really, than that. Yeah, only I really enjoyed this one. That's <laughs> an interesting point. It is similar in that it's a little unformed, but I feel like it works a lot better. Um, well, it than, does. Uh, I mean, the, than, the style, the the blues style, um, just makes it, mm-hmm. it. It lends itself more to the uh, to the super simplistic. Like it's all you need. Let's move on to the next one. I don't know how you stay this album. I uh, think the steel. Just steal, yeah. Okay. So yeah, now we've got Jack White as the producer again. Um, this was recorded uh, just two years later, it looks like. And again, we've got a bunch of sh- super short songs. What are we? De- Death Letter is the only one that's over. Well, no, there's two or four four minutes. Yeah, but most, I mean, a lot of them come in under two minutes. Again. Death Death Letter is by far my favorite one on this on this album, and I didn't actually hear it uh, except for like a live live recording, like some uh, live video or something on YouTube. And I was just like, "Holy crap, that's that's awesome!" And then I went and listened to the album version. I was like, "This doesn't quite have the same energy as the <laughs> as the live yeah. live version, but it's still pretty dang good." Um, and I, I think you, I think you get that a lot with them is that their, their very, their live performances are oftentimes, you know, more polished and more refined and more interesting than their, than their albums, uh, which is kind of unique for, for a style of a band, but hello operator is another, another good one on there. Um, it, uh, it definitely has a little bit more variety and a little less of a raw flair than the first album. Um, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it feels like he switched amp settings and then yeah. kind, of, kind, of, kind of stuck with that amp setting for the whole album again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a little, there's more piano um, and there, I feel like there's more acoustic and you get some some Meg White singing uh, a little bit for the first time. Um, but yeah, this is just a, a small... Which one does she sing on in this? Um, Your Southern Can is Mine. Oh, the yeah. last track. And it's, uh, I think this is like a, a very small sort of expansion and and like improvement like it's a small step forward fewer songs um so it has a little it it has less of the issue with the sameness i think and there's also more variety which helps but um but yeah most of them are short they get in and they get out i like this one too yeah i mean it's just got the the one single hello operator which i i don't know that i ever heard on the radio but um I think the only song that I actually thumbs up on it was "Let's Build a Home." But uh, yeah, that was so a this, good one. This would probably be my least favorite of the six albums, but I I did enjoy it. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. There's not a minute of the uh, four hours and four four to five hours of recording that they've got here that I didn't like. Yeah, at worst, it's perfectly fine. Uh, is right. kind of how I felt about it. White blood cells. Now we've got some hits. We've got some stuff that's actually on the radio uh, we've actually got four singles from this one we've got hotel yorba fell in love with the girl dead leaves on the dirty ground and we're going to be friends and this one they definitely um it feels like there was more production a little bit more production put into this a little bit more time and care not a ton still but um um, it says here this is the first time the band recorded in a twenty-four track studio. So yeah, you actually you actually hear some over some like guitar overdubs in this one too. Right, um, right. I think, uh, and um, I got I more like, than two musicians <laughs> required to play at the same time. Yeah, well, not live, obviously, as they as no, they proved, no. but yeah, yeah. I thought uh, the highs on this one are are the highest yet. Um, but there are a few songs that mildly annoy me. Like I think I smell the rat. I don't know that song. <laughs> I've I've always sort of endured rather than enjoyed. Um, oh, I like that one. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is, but um, there's more songs where I, I'm I'm indifferent on this one. But I, I do think that the at its best, it's the best they've done yet. It's more again. There's more variety. They, they're they're sprinkling in more of the sort of childlike acoustic little songs that um. That's that you sort of find the rest of the way, um, and um, yeah, the production's a little bit better. Um, like the, you know, especially on "Dead Leaves and Dirty Ground" when he like kicks the uh, the amp into overdrive, it it really sort of kicks ass. I uh, I, I like this one too. I, I this was the uh, the one I had, the first one that I had, had spent time with before uh, we went through this for the last few weeks uh, listening to it. I, I already knew this one reasonably well. But um, but yeah, I I, uh, I think it's a little more uneven than the previous two, but I still think it's the best of the, of the first three because the highs are are, are higher. What do you have, Zach? Yeah, uh, this this is it's it's another good album. Uh, definitely a, a bit more variety in the in um, uh, the songwriting and the instrumentation uh, and the production. Just just like everything you guys have said, um, I love the "We're Going to Be Friends." Uh, it always reminds mm-hmm. me of of Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, the you know the, the the it's definitely got more songs that you can kind of sing along to, or, you know, kind of feel, feel them out, you know? Um, but, uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's an unevenness about, you know, the, where, like where it starts and where it goes. Um, but, but I think, uh, you know, there, there definitely, there's this progression happening. Like you see the, the early rawness of like the four track recordings. And then as, as they kind of expand out and get, get a little bit more popular and kind of get a little bit more money and, um, they start, they're starting to kind of come into their own and, and, uh, and do some more interesting things. And, um, and this, this is definitely, uh, I, I would, I would de- definitely want to put on this album more so than the, than the first two albums. Uh, if yeah, I'm gonna I think, I think there's more to something. get excited about. Um, even yeah. if it is a little uneven for me, 
Um, and yeah, and I also want to mention, um, I, I remember fell in love with the girl so well because the first time I heard the song was watching the Michelle Gondry Lego video, um, like I kind of yeah. alluded to at the top. Um, and uh, this is the song that made me, that kind of convinced me that that the White Stripes were worth listening to. Um, and then um, and then I kind of didn't really didn't really dig into them. Um, I didn't buy this album right away or anything, but I, I, they were they were in my mind as a oh, but this is good. The other the other thing to mention here is we were just coming out of um, new metal, rap metal, all that oh, yeah. late '90s stuff. Yeah, and I, this and the strokes and bands like that were where I was starting to be like, oh, oh, okay, this is some new music that I can get a little more excited about. I don't have to, I don't have to dig as <laughs> dig as far into it to try to like it. I it, right. it hits me in the like when I heard "Fell in Love with a Girl," I was like, ooh, okay, I like this. All right, you know, maybe 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 some good music, newer music is coming out. Uh, which and then I didn't really dig into them until. Um, I was actually, uh, if we're ready to move on to Elephant. Um, uh, yeah, wait, one more thing. Okay, go um, ahead. Am I the only, does, does anyone else think that the uh, I Can't Wait on this one starts off exactly like Heart Shaped Box? Hmm, I didn't note that when I listened to it, and now I can't picture the beginning of it. <laughs> in my, no, in my well, head next then. time you listen to it, listen to it with that in mind, because it, that at first I thought, huh, it mu- they must have snuck a Nirvana song in in on me somehow in this playlist. Maybe I accidentally <laughs> clicked something wrong, and then no, Jack White starts singing. I'm like, okay, well, no, that's not heart shaped box, I guess. But interesting. That was my first thought when that song came on. But anyway, go on to cool. uh, go on to Elephant. Yes, uh, Elephant. Elephant came out, and um, well, it came out in what? O three. O three. Yes. Elephant. O three. Elephant's O three. White blood cells is O2. Or O1. According to the Wikipedia. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. It was released April 1st, 2000. Nothing nothing came out in yes. O2. Okay. Um yeah, it was recorded in O2, uh, but didn't come out till O3. Um and uh I was um I had I had sort of filed the white stripes in the back of my head after I fell in love with the girl. And then uh I kind of forgot about them for for a year or two. And then we were in we were in Spain for for school a semester in Spain and um, and uh, uh, our friend Charles is from Detroit and he he had already been in on um, on the White Stripes before this because they were they were a big underground Detroit band um, obviously before um, before they became popular nationwide and uh, his dad's was really into them. And um, his dad came out on spring break and brought the album with him. And uh, this is where I met Charles. So I didn't know him before this, but we were uh, we were driving around in a rented car that his dad had gotten in the sort of Spanish countryside. And he's like, oh, my dad brought this album. It's pretty sweet. And he popped it in and um, and he's like, oh, let me uh, let let me let me uh, start you uh, with. with uh with this song and he and he put on there's no home for you here and then i was like yep okay i i love the white stripes and uh we listened to that album for the rest of the week and that's what got me really into the white stripes was uh was elephant um when did dave you said you didn't come up you didn't really pick up on them at the time uh it took a little more no. time for you right yeah well this was when music was just starting to disappear with you know when when the white stripes became big mm. um so I I totally missed this, um, and then I came back to it once I, I started making uh, playlists on on YouTube Music or Google Play Music, and then they would be suggested as additional songs to add. So I would you know I would hear it and I'm like oh my goodness where where the hell did this band come from? <laughs> how did I miss them? And then uh, yeah, that's that's how I came to it and. Yeah, man, this this Elephant album, I I thumbs up every single song track on it. I, it is phenomenal and probably one of my ten best albums ever, um, without a doubt. I mean, just from the moment Seven Nation Army comes on, all the way through. Uh, well, it's true that we love one another. I love every second of this album. Even even that weird little thing where he's talk talking about squ- squirrels, little acorns. 
Little acorns. I love it. <laughs> it, took, it took me a while to come around to that one. <laughs> but it, it, it gets funnier and funnier the more you listen to it. Yeah, I didn't get it at first. I was like, what's going on? Now? He likes the squirrel girl. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. What about you, Zach? When did you? Uh, I know we listened to this album a bunch, but I don't think um, I showed it to you. You showed it to me. Um, when yeah. did you get into it? I, so, um, this, I think after seven nation army came out, I was like, well, I got to get that. And, uh, and then I listened to it a ton and it's, it's definitely my favorite white stripes album of yeah, all of them. Right. And, What's uh, and ball and ball and biscuit is my favorite song. I just, I love, Agreed. I love how long it is. I love how simplistic it is, but then it also just like, just melts your face with the guitar that solos. That is exactly and, what I was going to say. Those exact and, words. And <laughs> the, the guitar and the, just melts your face yeah. off. Yeah, the the uh, pitch okay. shifting, which which uh, he loves to to use. He he yep. loves his uh, his whammy uh, pitch shifter pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but and and the thing is, is like most most people when they're using pitch shifter stuff, they just can't make it work. But he can make it work, yeah. and uh, pretty much every single time he uses it. And yeah, there's, there's not, not a bad song on this album. It's, it's just, it's great bangers from start to finish. And yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with this one. I I love elephant. It's so great. Uh, and I didn't even, I was looking at the, at the, um, the notes on, uh, Wikipedia. I didn't even know that. Uh, I just don't know what to do with myself as a bird Bacharach song, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. yeah um, no, yeah. I, I, I remember wondering what that was doing on here. Cause I, I recognized the song and they sort of, that's one of those songs that's just floating around, even though I never deliberately listened to it, the, like the old, the old versions of it. And, yeah. and it, but they somehow wrangle it into a white stripes E sounding song. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. And I think with this album, they've, they've taken the, their style, their, you know, raw essence, and they've, they've refined it to the point where like they, they got it, you know, like there, there's no, there's no confusion about, about whether, you know, there's uh, any little problems that are, that are present here. Like you were talking about Paul and Biscuit, um, it doesn't matter because the what shines is is their their ability to to take the you know that energy and and put it out there as as these really great songs these really wonderful songs that you can connect to and that's what i think this album album does so well and then and then things change as it goes forward <laughs> yeah it's yeah. um there's most of most of my favorite white strip songs are on this one like there's no home for you here um which it's so funny how far they've come to where there's like a queen style, you know, overdub vocal chorus in one of the songs and it doesn't feel out of place. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, I love girl, you have no faith in medicine ball and biscuit. Like, like I said earlier, and you, you just said is, is my favorite. Interestingly too, is I don't think there were really any guitar solos on previous, um, white stripes albums, at least no, not there were, there weren't complete yeah. songs. This is the first time they're actually writing complete, full, fleshed out songs. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, a full album. You've got a couple two minute numbers in here too, of course. Yep. But they're they're full songs with starts, beginnings, and ends, and uh, solos and m- multiple instruments. You know, other than just drums and a guitar, and it's it's perfect. It's just perfect. Yep, it's it's a great one, and there's also enough fun stuff, like uh, you know, it's true that we love one another, you know, sort of yeah. like slightly tongue in cheek, playing around kind of stuff. Little acorns, you know, is another example. Um, and I also feel like I want to be the the boy to warm your mother's heart. It's a pretty, it's pretty funny, um, <laughs> so lyrically. Uh, but uh, it, it's uh, yeah, this this is the first time they put it all together, and I, I think this is. I, I agree that this is the the. Uh, the, the best one, the, certainly the, the the best album to this point, and I would say pretty clearly the the, the best, my favorite um, White Stripes album. Even uh, Seven Nation Army, with how big that song got, and still how big it it is even to this day, it's just a it's just a really interesting. Like it's such a simple guitar riff and he uses again that whammy pedal pitch down this time so it sounds more like a bass guitar but 
it just, it works so well. Like it, it's, it's catchy, it's unique, it's interesting, you know, uh, like that's, that's what I, that's what draws me into the, the, these, these types of songs and, and, and what, when they, when they do that kind of thing, it, it's much more interesting than like you guys were saying, the, the more like unfleshed out ideas of the earlier albums. There's nothing wrong with that. I still like no, listening to those earlier I, albums, but I really absolutely. like it once they get to the punchline, you know, once they've actually found their, their stride and, and, uh, and, and they're doing something unique all the way to the, to the finish line. Yeah. I mean, this, this is their, um, blood sugar, sex magic and their, uh, yeah. um, throwing copper, you know, it's, it's their, mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. amazing. It's a leap forward. Album. Yeah. <laughs> where they, where they made that big jump. They, they took that step and just, made some incredible incredible music well i think what another another thing that's going on here is the the sort of raw loose like careening off the track quality that's always been there that is very deliberate clearly in the both the style of the drumming and jack white's guitar playing and singing Mm -hmm. is is reined in and used a little more judiciously um and i don't know if that's they spent more time they certainly weren't trying to get things perfect. Um, you can, you can, there are times where, where it's, where it's very loose, but it seems like there was also times where they've, they sort of, um, like, like seven nation army is a remarkably polished song considering mm-hmm. it's, it's a baseline, basically a baseline player on a guitar with, you know, power chords over it. And then just yeah. like, and then just like complete caveman drumming the whole time, but it's incredibly polished. <laughs> Even uh, even cave uh, woman drumming. Mm, Excuse me. Uh, well, listen, this is a patriarchy, so caveman means right. men and women. All right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you're using the so, gender neutral. So yeah, caveman. I'm using the gender neutral. I'm sorry, cave 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 X. Cave, is that is that is that better? Like Latin X. Um, That's no. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, listen, listen. I want to make support the patriarchy the sort of goal of this podcast. So uh, yeah, no. this is just step one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, reflected in this podcast. Have, I think, I think everyone knows that's a bit redundant, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and you're right, Zach, the interesting thing about seven nation army is it's so overplayed. It's one of those songs you hear at sporting events and it was yeah. just played to death. And yet as, as I was listening to it, I wasn't sort of like bored by it, you know, no. listening to it for the oh. 700th time. And I was like, yeah. oh, this song still kind of kicks ass. Um, it just works. Um, this is definitely their, it all kind of came together and they, uh, they, they really nailed it on this one. All right. And then what happened? And then what happened? Get behind <laughs> me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. Now, now do we think this is the white stripes telling Satan that they need, they need Satan's support here and they want him to, or they want Satan to, you know, get behind him and, and, give you know or do we think it's move out of the way satan i got this so you just stand back I, there so so it's kind of a taking the bible verse right get thee behind me satan which of course is sort of clearly like i want you i want you uh, i don't want you in front of me i want you out of my way i always i always think of it as like come on satan we're on the same team let's let's do this together yeah, <laughs> that's how All I right. thought of it. But yeah, now that that said, what happened? I, I again, I don't dislike a single minute of this album, but we came off this amazing, amazing album. And personally, for me, there's too much piano and other other yeah, in this album. Uh, quite the variety you've got marimba you've yeah. got mandolin you've got lots of piano it, it's yeah it's all all kind of over the place um but i i think that's that's you're you're seeing the artist try and find new avenues of expression uh which actually makes a lot of sense i you know i've really i really liked going through this progression of of albums uh because you can see like sort of where they started and then where they they finished up Mm -hmm. and at this point i think you know jack jack white definitely knows and meg white too uh but definitely knows that the the 
Elephant was a peak, was a high point in the writing and in the and the production and the style. Um, and so I think what he was trying to do with this was try and branch out and see what other other things he could he could come up with. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything really bad here. Uh, passive manipulation sometimes rubs me the wrong way um, with with Meg's singing, yeah. um, but. Uh, but there's a lot of great songs on here and it, and it's still a fun album. I just don't think it hits quite as hard as, as elephant. It doesn't have the same impact, the same emphasis, the same way that that kind of takes you on a journey. And, uh, and that's, that's where I am with it. it it's, it's more v- variety. It's more interesting musically. Um, but it's lacking something from elephant. Yeah. yeah, this strikes me as a kid A after OK Computer. Um, yeah, maybe not. Maybe yeah. not with all the uh, the Radiohead um, melancholy. You know, the sort of no. um, you know uh, how to just the completeliness of it all. But um, a, a deliberate attempt to just go in a different direction. And yes, it's. I don't like this album as much, but I wouldn't have wanted Elephant Two. Um, no, I don't think I, I, I would rather have a weird album that doesn't completely work. For you. <laughs> <laughs> Elephant Two, electric boogaloo. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, this this is uneven and there's a lot of marimba and piano. Um, and some of the songs, while I, I kind of I, I both like and, and don't like like take, take, take uh, is a really interesting idea for a song. And he's clearly. He's clearly, you know, speaking from the point of view of a famous person as he, I mean, he's talking to, to, yeah. to Rita Hayworth, but he's, you know, he, it's, it's like, no matter what you do, it's never enough for people, you know? Right. Um, and it's an interesting song. Uh, and I, and I like the ideas behind it. I like it in theory, but like, do I love listening to it? Uh, not so much. Um, that said, like Blue Orchid, um, Little Ghost, uh, Instinct Blues, Lonely and Ain't That Lonely Yet are some of my favorite White Stripes songs. Um, yep. So there, I think there's a lot of great stuff on here. And I, I won't, I, I think this is, we don't, you don't want to ACDC it and just keep cranking out the same thing over and over again. I'd rather you, you try some interesting stuff because I think, I think for the sort of uh, mental health of, of, uh, of uh, of of artists and writers that's that's more beneficial in the long run so i agree it's a step down but it's really more a step to the side and that and that where they ended up on that second lane is um not quite i don't love it but i i still find a lot to like in this album um it's kind of right there with white blood cells for me where it's like the great the stuff i like is great and then there's some stuff where i'm like eh, this doesn't work as well but but still pretty good We've seen this trend a lot um, in this series where you've got the Blue Album and then you've got Pinkerton and you've got uh, Secret Samadhi after throwing Copper and you've got, um, what was it, One Hot Minute after uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic where they, you know, you've got this album, this huge album with all kinds of success and then the the follow-up album doesn't quite feel right in the context of that first album. Mm -hmm. Um, but um and in those cases i really liked the second album the the step to the side as you you know you put it um whereas this one um i you know, I, I don't dislike this album at all but i don't and maybe it's because i'm coming i'm not listening to this one as a teenager so i don't have that association mm-hmm. with it but i don't it, i like blue orchid and i like little ghost and i like i'm lonely but not, ain't that lonely yet those those three i liked the rest, I don't. I don't need to listen to any of them again. Hmm. Um, and it'd be fine if I didn't. I, I would say honestly, this is probably my my least favorite of the six because it doesn't have it doesn't have that raw passion that the first few that are are definitely flawed, you know, have. Um, that that seems to be gone, and now it's just more experimentation than than anything else. Um, again, I don't dislike a lot of these albums we were citing, um, when we're comparing it are albums that grew on me over time. And I, I got this album the week it came out. So 
I've had years with it and um, it's grown on me. Uh, there's still songs I don't love, but this is an album that I, I still, I still will totally put in and, and listen front to back. It's, it, I don't feel like any of the weak spots are, I don't feel like, Oh, if I never heard one of these songs again, like, do I love take, take, take or red rain or forever her for her is over for me? No, I don't love them, but I don't want to, you know, I still would like to hear them again. You know, I, I think they're in, in the context of the album, they're, they're still pretty good. Um, so I, I'm a little more positive on it. What, what, uh, what, what's your, anything else you got on this act or you feel like you've said uh, it? Yeah. Just, just one little quick anecdote. Um, I remember after the, when this album came out, I was super pumped for it because I was so enamored with uh, elephant. And then I, I listened to it once and I was like, what the heck? It, like it was, it just seems so, so different and so out of place. And then over time it did grow on me and, and I do, I do like it. And, and, you know, it's not going to be, you know, what I put on before elephant. Uh, but I, I, I actually really like take, take, take. That's one of my, one of my favorite ones from this. Um, and my doorbell, uh, it, it's, it's just such a ridiculous song about a doorbell, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I still enjoy it, you know, and, and blue orchid is another one of those, like it was extremely, um, overproduced poppy pop hit. And, uh, and even though I've heard it a bunch of times, I still like listening to it. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not in the same boat as, as you, Dave. Uh, it's, I'm okay with this one, but I, I think, I think what happened was I, I, I had really high expectations after elephant and this one didn't deliver in that same way, but it's still good. It's still a step to the side, um, with its own uniqueness and interestingness. Yeah, Blue Orchid is it sounds to me more like his later solo stuff in in yeah. retrospect. Mm-hmm. And and the uh, the trick was that was the first single. I remember we were driving down 44th Street, Zach, and Blue yeah. Orchid came on and I, when we listened to it for the first time and we cranked it up and we were like, "Yeah, face melting guitar." And then that yeah. sort of also made us <laughs> sort of like and then and then there's like four songs that are like either acoustic, marimba or piano bass and we we're like, "Oh." <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, this this one this one grew on me. But I understand right after listening to Elephant, if you've never really listened to, to most of these songs, it it it, it would be disappointing because that's my that was my ex- ex- experience with it as well, um, and Zach's too. So it's it's totally yeah. understandable. But it, yeah, it grew on me too. I, I think it's I think it's pretty good. It's not it's not at the bottom for me. Um, I would say it's a grower, not a shower album. Mm. When I say it's my least favorite of these six albums, that's that's like being the Ringo Starr, you know, the worst of the Beatles. You're still one of the yeah. fucking Beatles, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it means you hate it. I, I understand. Yeah. To, let's let's get angry at each other. Yeah. <laughs> that one does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right, Icky Thump, the uh, the final album by the White Stripes. This is a little bit of a return um, to more guitar-y stuff, more uh, slightly more uh, vintagey sounding uh, White Stripes. Uh, I I have spent very little time with this one, uh, m- m- probably about as much as the first two. Um, I remember Icky Thump the single, but I just I just didn't I didn't buy the album. I didn't spend time with it. Um, I think this one's pretty good. There's a lot of variety. Um, I found Conquest really interesting. Uh, it's strange, but, but interesting. Um, this, I love the, the single icky thump. I think that's a great song, uh, rag and bones, another highlight. Um, mm-hmm. and then it was interesting to hear like some bagpipes and stuff like on prickly thorn to uh, St. Andrews. I, I like this one quite a bit, actually. I'm a little mad at myself for not listening to it for these last 15 years or so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was, it was a nice uh, return. Um, um, not to beat beat a metaphor to the ground, but this is kind of their uh, Dolphins Cry album. Uh, or, distance or, or to hear. Distance also known as Distance it, it is, to Hear. It is the Dolphins Cry. All right? <laughs> Jesus on the dashboard. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, Teenage it's Wasteland, baby. <laughs> it's it's not as not as deliberate, I don't think, as as say the Green album or. Uh, or the distance to hear. That was very calculated. The uh, Green Album. That was. Oh yeah, right. the Green Album was <laughs> through, through math. We will sell Weezer albums. Yeah, there was, there was a spreadsheet involved with that one. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I love the first, 
the first what three or four four yeah con- through conquest i think is super solid and then the rest of it's all good like i don't have uh any i really like catch hell blues towards the end there too oh that yeah. was a good catch one blues is super great. good i remember i love bone I, broke the first time or two that i we i was listening through the whole playlist when infect and cause ended i was like that's it I want. I wanted yeah. more, you know. Uh, yeah, I think I know. maybe because affecting cause is a little bit of an odd closer, um, right. but uh, but yeah, you're right. Um, there's there's a ton of good songs. What do you got, Zach? Yeah, it's it's not as experimental as the as Get Behind Me Satan, um, but it still has you know some of the variety of instrumentation uh, and and yeah, it's a return to form, and I think it it's it's different enough that I, you know, I wouldn't call it like an elephant too. Um, but it is, no, it's would. solid from, from start to finish. Uh, it's, you know, it's got the, the good highs, the good lows and it's, and it's really, it's great. Yeah. Catch hell blues is, is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Rock and so bone cool. is amazing. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a nice way to finish out their, their, uh, repertoire, their, um, group of albums their discography their discography their yes. discography i believe it's pronounced yeah. yes yeah it's and you know what they they did what i feel like a lot of bands aren't brave enough to do and they said that's that's enough that's all the songs that we've written that we need to write yeah and then they they, they had divorced by this time obviously yeah they were divorced before they were famous yeah i think like in 2000 or something mm-hmm. <laughs> I, am, I am not going to accept that <laughs> is that is that the leaked new album from the white stripes <laughs> yeah. or is that is that get behind me satan to get behind me santa yes. <laughs> back, back to the piano yeah. with some of the bells thrown in yeah no oh, do they do why haven't they done a christmas album no, oh, they, that would yeah. be good yeah that would be, be a, a return for them um no i i really out of all the rider dies we've done i really liked this one the most just because oh my gosh, yes. it's palatable you know like it's it's not this wall of albums like red hot chili peppers (laughs) it's just it's it's just it's not this excessive uh amount of songs it's 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 a good amount you know it's still 85 songs but it's only four hours four and a half hours yeah Yeah. like the songs are all manageable and the albums you know a couple of them are are what 15 odd tracks yeah that's 30 minutes runtime, you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So but I think it's one of those things where it's like, if you want to put on the white stripes, you can put on any one of these albums or you could just throw together like a, a playlist or, or, you know, something that some algorithm comes up with and you're going to be satisfied. You know, Absolutely. it's, that's where I think the difference comes in, even with some of these songs that aren't, aren't quite as, you know, high high on the list is like ball and biscuit and stuff you you could still have a good time with them and whereas like if you put on something from chili peppers it's like well i i need to i need to curate that and make sure it's what i want because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of crap early on and even later on that it just it's it's not worth it it's just a waste of time Chili peppers was a lot of garbage at the beginning and a lot of filler at the end it's just Yeah. yeah but that being said i'm i would definitely listen to any like you know, reunion album or Santa album or any uh, mm, like anything yeah. that they they want to put out. If if they did want to try and revisit, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I, I think I'm not it would say no. I, I think it would. I, I don't see them, uh, you know, blowing it if they ever decided to come back. If Meg ever decided she wanted to be in a band again, which I suspect she doesn't, because I think that's the real reason. Is is Meg was like, I'm done with this. Um, which is yeah. fine, you know. You know, based on the recent tweets that, you know, Dave was mentioning earlier on in the podcast, it's like, yeah. I, I don't blame her. You know, well, people are jerks. And she was and in some from, ways we were jerks, too, when some of the criticisms that we've had of her in the past. You know, and she suffered from anxiety and stuff, too. So it's it's you know, there's it's like, why would 
the, she's she's set for life financially based on Seven Nation Army alone. I think so. I you know yeah. I think uh, <laughs> right. I don't think they, she needs to make more music. She should just be able to disappear off the face of the earth and do whatever she wants with the rest of her life, and that's fine. Jack White's gonna keep cranking out projects and solo albums, and that's awesome too. But um, but yeah, it, it works. Sometimes the band should just end. Um, yeah, and I think they had more in the tank possibly, but. Only if they were both excited about doing it and they both were so great. You know, that's, that's not a problem. And I'm much happier with this, this type of uh, discography than, than some of these other bands that just keep going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny. And, and it, and and like we said before, it's like to, to them do whatever you want. You know, it's, it's your, it's your choice. If you want to keep cranking out albums into your retirement, that's fine. You can do that. Um, But that doesn't mean that I have to like it or or want it, you know? (laughs) And with, with this, I'm, I, I liked what they did and i would want it if they if they came out with with more stuff i think it's pretty clear that everyone's favorite album is uh elephant yeah that's obvious um did you guys i think you guys both said ball and a biscuit was your favorite song is that right yes i think so yeah i think i think for me it's seven nation army i mean ball and a biscuit is phenomenal don't get me wrong and they're Hardest button to button, maybe, but I think it's Seven Nation Army. I I love that one. I love that it's just, you know, just this super simple melody um, that is just it just kicks your butt with it. I love it. <laughs> um. So yeah, unless anybody's got anything else, I think we're gonna wrap it up there. All right. Um, we've got two more in the works. We're gonna do a revisit of. The Smashing Pumpkins, because they are coming out with a new album soon, right? Yes. A new opera? 33 songs. Uh, <laughs> oh my tri- triple, triple album. Yeah. And, Get ready for then, that. You know, then after that, we're going to revisit the uh, revisit Weezer with their Seasons um, disc series. Which is a lot more than 33 songs, isn't it? I don't think it is. I think they're it's, all like, like is it four EPs or is it four full I albums? It, I think it's four EPs. I think it's going to be roughly 30 odd songs. I'm not sure. I think it's all out. We just need to actually sit down and listen to them. But yeah, that's what's coming up. Um, if you enjoyed this, wherever you found it, there should be there's several more available to listen. And we've got more planned coming up soon. So we'll, uh, we'll see you then. I caught it on audio.